Welcome to our campaign, set in the galvanizing world of Electroval. Join us for an adventure full of noir intrigue and electrifying spectacle. See the description below for ways that you can stay informed on the latest episode of the series, as well as any other content featured on Dice Carnival. This episode is sponsored by C4 Labs makers of amazing tabletop gaming accessories. For a limited time, you can use the code DICECARNIVAL during checkout and receive 10% off. That is DICECARNIVAL with no spaces or caps. C4 Labs offers free shipping in the US, so it's a great way to treat yourself and directly benefit our show. Check out their new walnut display dice tray with special pockets for each die in your set. You can find it and other products at c4labs.com. The link is in the description. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a good rating if you enjoy the episode. Without further ado, let's begin. Welcome to Electroval. If you are joining us from last week's episode, then that means I got you on the edge of your seat. But in case you are a new listener, let me get you up to speed. Our four heroes of Electroval have been winding their way through the city, uncovering conspiracy after intrigue after conspiracy, but never quite the full story that would prove their innocence. A few episodes back, they were presented with a choice. Two quests in the same evening. But rather than make said choice, they decided to split the party. Zoop the Bugbear and Gendon the Barbarian joined Dimitri, a friend of Skies and a Velvet Blue Insider who has been helping the party prove their own innocence. There was an epic showdown between the officers of the Velvet Blue, the Industrial Revolutionaries of the 19th Street Union, and the Anti-Electric Terrorists of the Free Legion. An epic showdown which our party members and our audience were unable to witness, because Soup and Gindin sealed themselves inside the armored container full of guns just as the battle began. In the end, an important phone call was made, allowing Soup and Gindin to escape, leaving behind half their stockpile and the smoldering corpse of what they can only assume is their friend Dimitri. But while that hasn't fooled, the other half of the party is amidst a break-in, where they are attempting to liberate a book of blackmail from Lloyd Tab's office. The party received an assist from inside woman Gloria Parcher, after she had contained a chair mimic within a cube of force. Her victory and her gloating are short-lived, for immediately after casting the spell, she found she had walked into the middle of a rug of smothering. Will Gloria be able to maintain concentration? What other dangers lurk within this office? And will Scoop Extra be able to save his newspaper from the thumb of Tab Media Worldwide? Stay tuned to find out. Was that good? I think that was good. I'm just gonna start the episode now. What do you mean we're still alive? Fuck. No. I am thoroughly fucked. So is she like up in it like it's a bag and she's inside the rug has come to life and it like wrapped around her and then has turned vertical and you see that there's just a massive cylinder with gloria's leg sticking out of the bottom <sighs> and if I... that isn't enough insult to injury some of the magazines that went flying from the desk begin to swarm together and flutter towards you guys oh gosh we need to get to the next room we need to get to the files um there's a whole separate room for the files? Oh, crap. What's Hugo doing right now? <laughs> Currently, it hasn't reached my turn. No, I was just wondering. Just, like, for the sake of it, because I thought he was also on the rug. 
but maybe not. Mm -hmm. I kind of thought I was too. If I was not, that's kind of cool, but I'm also like... I You're was... not on the rug. You, you two were standing there, that's why I asked Gloria if she steps forward to get perspective on the thing. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, at least it's boxed up for now. At least I am... At least it's helpful. Um, okay. The magazines are going to use their feature book club as all <laughs> four of these stacks fly outwards. Two are going to fly towards Scoop. First one's going to be a miss. Second one's going to be a miss. One's going to fly towards Hugo. One's going to fly towards Sky. Uh, that is going to be a 21 to hit Hugo. What the heck? Yeah. And a 7 to hit Sky. No. I think I got on me. So everyone just begins batting these things away. Um, you know, Sky probably lashing out with her knife. And Hugo, you just look behind you as you just see uh, the visage of Flint flying at you as you see angry red <laughs> eyes and and little eyebrows on it begin to sort of like fly towards you. Can't and you, you just get whapped. It rolls itself up and slaps you across the face as there's a swarm of these things. Wait a second, it. though. Like, it's paper and... Hugo has, like, fire stuff. True, true. It, it may be useful if Hugo hits it. Yes. However, right now, Hugo is not hitting the books. The books are hitting Hugo. Uh, that is going to be... My, eight my points, engineering degree. <laughs> eight points of bludgeoning damage to you, Hugo. Three, you said? Eight. Eight. I don't know where I got three from. Okay, that's not good. Are you dead? No, but I'm just, like, I didn't start with full health, because I... I, I did keep track of when we last had our short rest, and I wasn't at full health then. The Mimic is still boxed right now, so it cannot do anything. Sky. You're welcome. Um, so, how dead is Hugo? Uh, Hugo just got slapped in the face with a magazine. It's not that bad. Okay. Really so, hard, don't get me wrong. Eight bludgeoning damage. So, I think, because I don't really have anything magical I can do to the, the Mimic, um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to Hugo, do you have a sword or dagger of any sort on you? Yeah, I have two daggers I'm currently not using. Okay, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you to try to like cut her out of the rug while I go look for the files. <laughs> yes. Alright. Um so you're gonna use your bonus action to try to look? Yes. All right, so you've got your, your your inquisitive rogue feature. So go ahead, and this is just your bonus action for now. Roll yeah. me a perception check. Or investigation. This would be investigation as you're trying to uh, decipher secrets and hidden entrances and stuff. I rolled a 10, so that's 16. All right, you look over uh, at the wall, and um, as you're kind of investigating around there, you notice that the portrait of Mr. Lloyd Tab's mom just it hangs out a teensy bit too far than what you would expect everything else in this office would. Interesting. Do I get to do anything or not? Yeah, you've got movement. Okay, can I go? The rug's no longer in the middle of the floor. It is now upright and curled around Gloria. That that's a actually good point. keeping two big monsters occupied. <laughs> For as long as concentration lasts, yeah. Um so I'm going to go over and feel around the edge, see if I can open it or anything. All right. Uh, as you go ahead and begin interacting with it, it is your action to basically swing the portrait open. 
Uh, it's actually more so that you take it and you realize like there's a sliding mechanism and you, because you've already like noticed the secret thing, you slide the portrait to the left and you see that there is a some sort of combination safe on the other side. There's about two dials, one larger, one smaller, one on top of another, like not stacked, but like vertically across. And there is like a little bit of like a door. Okay. Oh boy. Um. However, is that your turn? What can I do with this in a, in a bonus action? You've used your bonus action to identify the secret. Right, so I thought I was done then. Yes, it is. And you used your action to 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 uh, do the mechanism necessary to open it. And I'll say that that includes like, right. beginning to interact with it. So I don't have but anything you notice... else I can do, right? That's right. So at the end of your turn, we see as the portrait of Mr. Lloyd's mom, its eyes lock with you. As another security precaution comes in here, and it is going to, you see, as she pulls out a wooden stick behind her, and she reaches out, and all of you literally see the pink stretch, and reach out and whap Sky on the face. Sky, I need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw, but you have advantage on this, because you are an elf. Hell yeah. Advantage on bonds. And four. So, seventeen... That's more um, than enough. You literally like find your thoughts cool. becoming a little bit muddled, and you see the painting just is scowling at you, just looking really bad. It actually, actually, if anything, it grabbed a slipper and slapped you with a wooden slipper. Like a clog? Yeah, and like all of God. you literally see the painting come to life and like reach out and slap Sky on the forehead. Lloyd's and Hugo, you see Gloria's in a rug. Gloria's in a rug, monsters in a box, soup. Scoop is batting away uh, magazines with his marker. And uh, Sky has currently been whapped in the face with a shoe from a picture, but looks otherwise okay. Good. What do you do? You're not engaged with anyone right now. You've got three dis- perspectives of terror. There's like, Wait, and oh, and there's the other magazine hitting you in the face. Yeah. Wait, did Glory get a turn? Um, after Hugo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I was after Sky. My bad. Um, oh, actually, no. Gloria is go- actually Gloria is after Hugo. I, I had to reset the initiative because it broke uh. a little. Wait. So Gloria gets to go now. Wait. All right. At the I start of your turn, Gloria. At uh, the start of my turn, uh, I'm going to misty step out. <laughs> yes, but before that happens, you take nine points of bludgeoning damage. Wait. As its mother effects happens and Yo. misty step. Is it teleport anywhere or to a place you can see? Because uh, I should tell you that you are currently blinded and restrained and uh, currently it, suffocating inside this rug. Wasn't Gloria's first turn to do the the box because i didn't get to take my first turn oh um i i was asking because the the the, uh the rug went after you and you didn't seem like you were interested and i'll I'll let i'll let let you react twice here i'll tell you what i'll let you react twice but uh right now gloria is that roll me a con save gloria on the thing all right and i keep forgetting how concentration works what do i need to beat just roll me a d20 add your con modifier let me know what you get uh, 18. 18. Uh, yeah, so you're still concentrating on the wall, the cube, but you do see the cube flicker a little bit, Hugo, and, um, just because I did skip you, uh, go ahead and let me know. We'll, we'll give you two turns here. Okay. We'll, we'll turbo time you. Alright, so, with one turn, I need to cast Green Flame Blade on, on the boy, the Flame Tongue boy. Yep, I imagine bonus action to ignite it. Yep, as well as igniting the flame tongue mm-hmm. in the first place. You, the flames turn green at the edges. And what do you do? Yes, sir. And this means 
Um, so there's two bonus actions done. One, stab. Oh, well, green flame blades in action, and you attack with it. Uh, whoopsie. Oh, because it also counts as the attack. <gasps> Lovely. Okay. Um, the bonus action ignite the flame tongue dagger. Action. Yes. You're gonna oh, flame okay. green flame blade the rug. Yes, because then. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna attack the rug with, okay. with the regular flame tongue, which is 18 to hit. Alright. Um, really, I have the spell pulled up right now. You said 18 to hit. I think okay. green flame blade. Like you still are attacking with it. It's gonna be the same. Green flame blade at until you hit fifth level doesn't deal extra damage to the original target unless you want no. this extra fire damage to hit Gloria. No, no. What I was doing was attacking the rug. Because it needs to be rug. with an... No, hey, what I was doing was attacking the rug with the regular effects of the flame tongue, and then the green flame was for the magazine attack. The magazine. Okay, yeah, because that is still engaged with you. All right. Yeah. Um, and and th right now, how it's working is it's fluttering around you, so as you run, it's just following with you rather than opportunity attacking you. So as you go ahead, you slash out at it, and you send the flames outwards. Um, how much damage does the rug take? Uh, if, it, <clears throat> if 18 hit it, that's 5 plus 2d6. It will, fire. most definitely. Um, Do the damage separately. Yeah, sorry. Uh, rug takes a total of 16 damage. All right. Um, and then the magazine takes 5. All right. You see um, that the flame, the magazine bursts into flames, but it's still smoldering. Um, Adrian, I never actually did anything with my turn. Would I be allowed to use my turn to try to break out? Um, yes, you can, but I want to get Hugo out of the way first. Okay. Um, yeah. Hugo, uh, sorry, so I messed up a teensy bit on turns because you guys were, it was a situation of like, oh, we killed the monster and the monsters are like, there's more of us bitches. Specifically, the monsters referring to themselves as bitches. Yeah. We see as that happens, Hugo, how much fire damage was it from the, the, the flame tongue? Uh, flame tongue was 16. Is that, is that, the, the give me the fire and piercing damage separately. For oh, the... piercing was 5, fire was 11. Awesome. Gloria, I you still have take... another action though. Yeah, you do. You take 2 points of piercing damage. Ah. And I know you're resistant to fire. You take five points of fire damage. Okay. As uh, you feel uh, something cut into you and a burst of heat with it. And uh, Hugo, you turn around as you send a burst of green flame towards the one magazine. We'll cut to Gloria real quick. Gloria, what do you do? Yeah, I'm going to try to break out. All right. Go ahead and roll me, uh, roll me an acrobatics check or athletics. I'm gonna do acrobatics because it would be slightly higher chances of success? Question mark? I am a wizard. <laughs> I just accidentally close all of my stats. Let me just try to remember what they were. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna use I'm gonna use a portent on that and make that an 18 because no. No 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 no. Did you did you roll already? Uh it's I can roll, but it's before we you figure have to, out. You have to. You, you, you can have to use decide before. Bef for how this works, is that you have to decide before you roll a dice. So instead of rolling a dice or someone rolling a dice, you have to use your portent before then. It's before the result is determined. Yeah. I believe it's. I believe you have to decide the if you're using bardic result. inspiration or something like that. I think even during the one shot, we use it the other way. Oh well. No portent. Um, I can go ahead if you want. If it sounds like this is a rules question, and I will adhere to whatever the rules are. So I'm going to pull up Wizard right now because this is what this is adapted from. 
good divination. Yeah, this must be done before the result Starting of the roll is determined. Yes. Uh, you replace any attack roll, ability check, or creature that you can see for the foretelling rolls. You must choose to do so before the roll, and you replace a roll in this way only once per turn. Okay, understood. Yes. Sorry, it was worded differently in the um, in the version that I was, was referencing, and I haven't played was, them in a while. That was probably my bad. I'm really, really, really sorry about that. Um, uh, but I will let you do it now, just because I made that mistake of not putting it on the sheet. So what did your portent say? Uh, 18. All right. Um, 18 is enough that you manage to see a bit of an opening, and there's just like a bit of like a scramble where we imagine like a little illusory sort of gust of heated Ganassi wind kind of pushes you out of the top of the rug as uh, you manage to sort of bend outwards and sort of tumble and roll your robe sort of, uh, or your, your, your dress, what you're wearing sort of like shaking beneath you. As you see the rug sort of flap open, a massive cut, and you also see a burnt cut across her arm, Hugo, from where you sliced in with the blade. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Uh... All good. And sorry again. All good. Well, let us keep moving. Hugo, uh, what's your turn? Unless I... Gloria has a bonus. Now that Gloria's out, I'm going to double down on just using the flame tongue dagger for for the rug and then um oh green flame is just a one-time thing yeah no yep you can cast it again though no because i'd rather because that's a whole action i think i'd probably rather use the action on getting that rug out of the way no it could grab what you, me now Ooh, what do you what idea. are you casting i'm gonna get out of the way first so you're gonna back away from the rug and the book or just the rug or just the book just the rug i'm gonna actually attack the the magazine with the flame tongue. Alright, the rug gets an opportunity attack as you back away. Oh, it does? Shoot. As it's flailing about, you go. Darn it. Nine to hit. That does not hit. Thank goodness. Yep, you manage to duck beneath it as you uh, see, like, it's about to, like, grab your leg and you definitely pull it out or, like, use, like, the flame to, like, bat it down with the flat of the blade. <laughs> um, as the books are still smothering around you, like, they're about to wind up for another attack and you can move the determine that the books they fly around your head so if they're locked onto you they travel with you mm-hmm. yeah and i'm using the the boy the flame tongue dagger to to attack the the one book that's circling around my head yep and technically they're not books they're they're book they're magazines yeah uh but yeah you can go ahead and what are you attacking with the flame tongue okay go ahead and roll to hit yo that's a 20 uh okay. 20 yeah not 20 oh, dude dnd beyond's like blue it already did oh that's weird okay cool what's the damage give me the fire separately so it rolled 2d4 plus 2 this time and gave me six piercing and then the 2d6 now uh it doesn't do our massive crit rules but is it does it deal more than three fire damage yeah or let's find out yes yeah um as soon as you slash into it again this entire swarm of books just turns into cinders and smells like printing inks around you nice cool that's it any remaining movement i'll just get as far away from everything as possible all right um as you are backing up uh we come to the rug's turn as you are moving outwards and it's got a few targets gloria is still nearby oh no the gloria has slipped away um though technically you haven't left its melee range have you I don't think I could without getting a opportunity attack. Well, I'll say for the mess of things, we'll say that I'll I'll, I'll say that if you wanted to, you could have moved out of its range because we did your guys' turn a little funky, and we'll reset it starting now. But I'm gonna roll a d4 to see who it goes after. Oh no. Um, 
one. It is going to fly after Hugo. <laughs> Which is, I guess, maybe somewhat fortunate because Hugo isn't really dealing with a, 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 a monster right now. That's true. But I just uh, so don't that, die. Yep. So, rolling to everyone. Hugo. What'd you say? Nin 19 to hit. 19 just hits. Yes. I mean, you thought the painting on the wall was a smother. Talk about this rug. <laughs> Alright. Hugo. Uh, you are currently blinded and restrained and currently suffocating. Shit. Okay. Can I... Wait. Oh. So I you can still cast magic. I can't you can still cast Hellish magic. Rebuke, though. Uh, it doesn't deal damage to you. But when it does deal damage, you can Hellish Rebuke it. Blinded. Uh... Suffocating? There's no, there's no condition listed for suffocating. Um, it won't be listed on there. But what's your constitution modifier? Plus two. So basically, if you're in there for three rounds, we got to start rolling checks to see if you can can keep from dropping to zero hit points. Mm, okay. As you start to feel it wrap around you and squeeze the life out of you, books turns. Hugo is a little bit occupied, so two of them are going to attack Scoop. Uh, that will hit Scoop, but Scoop will uncanny dodge. Uh, second one misses. Mm -hmm. Gloria, one at you. Yep. That is going to be a 19 to hit. That hits. All right. Fortunately, it's not too much damage. That is going to be four points of bludgeoning damage. As right. you uh, see a magazine, probably with some sort of like rival executive wrote Ugh. that was criticizing, you know, some sort of other magazine that was like criticizing you know, your picks for, like, whatever fashion runway was, like, three months ago. These are outdated Ugh. magazines. I mean, it was a slap in the face before. Yeah. Oh, God, I gotta stop this. Um, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. So that is all of them. Uh, Scoop's damage. It's very low. That's gonna, gonna be four, so he takes two points of damage. The Mimic. Uh, Gloria, roll me a con save. Woo! That's a dirty 20. The Mimic is still in Mimic, Jill. Guy. <laughs> He's in timeout. How long does this force field last? Oh, 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> it's it's still in there. Sky. Yes. The painting the the painting of Mr. Lloyd's mother is looking at you right now. But there's also a safe. Okay, well, you it know says, what? You have been a very naughty girl. Okay, I'm going to take I'm going to threaten her with a dagger. Actually, no, I don't want to get too close. I'm going to threaten her with a short sword. You pull out the blade and you point towards the roll intimidation. <laughs> now I wish I saved my portent. What's my modifier for this? Um, it's a fifteen. She's just leering at you. Like you're in a bit you're you're in a you're in a bit of a stalemate between her. I'm gonna say oh, tell me the combination. I can you're you're just a painting. I can just slash a giant X through you. If you don't tell me the combination. I will tell you no such thing. She looks okay. at the rest of you, and the rest of you have been very naughty as well. I'll just cut a little bit, not not on her in the painting, but like next to her to show her I'll do it. Uh, so you're so you're focusing on the painting, not the safe this turn. Well, I I was gonna try to like intimidate her into into yeah, telling. She she you rolled high enough that she's had a bit of a stalemate with you. But um, if you want to focus on the painting, which the painting could be a reasonable thing to focus on right now, or you could focus on the save. Your call. You know what? I'll just slice a little bit through like her shoulder, and then and then ask again. <laughs> uh, all right, go ahead. Roll roll to hit. 
as you see, she actually like moves and picks up a frying pan in the painting. Uh, sorry, I rolled a fifteen again. Fifteen? Uh, that hits. Does she? Out of curiosity, does she bleed? Does she like? Uh, yes, you see little bits of running paint come out of the painting. Roll me dam. Are you roll? Roll me. Roll me damage for your blade. This is a thing with hit points. Uh, two fives. <laughs> two five. Where are you rolling two dice from? What? Oh, I thought that. Oh, uh, sorry. Just five then. All right. Yeah, it should just be a d4. Um, but you do have your insightful fighting if you ever want to use that as a bonus action. Uh, I'm probably rolling the wrong thing. No, you know no, what? No. I'm. Beyond just like decided it's gonna reload, and I'm not sure what I'm doing. Short sword is a um, d6 damage. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. what I thought. Yeah, no, I'm yep, that's good. All right, so d6, that is going to be, uh, what did you roll on the d6? Five? Five, yeah. Is that plus your modifier or plus two? No, that was just seven. It's so seven, then. So we see, like, you go ahead, you just cut a bit of a lash, and you, she looks over at the painting that you caused to bleed. Some of it nicks her shoulder, and she looks at you very intently. You aren't thinking of stealing from my beautiful son, are you? Yes, I am. You start I, to see steam come out of her. You I start will, to see her turn. Literally, yeah. I will literally decapitate you right here and now if you don't tell me the combination. <gasps> I will destroy you! As her face turns right red. She is enraged and focused on you at the very least. She is not going to be doing any of her nasty stuff to anyone else. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you too. <laughs> Classic Sky. All right. <laughs> Hey, for once, I didn't have to be the first one to say it. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Sure, it will cast that spell. Um, you see, she points towards you, and I need you, Sky, to roll me. Roll me a strength check. Okay. That's a three. Oh my god, it rolled ex it rolled a four. You, she grabs a hold of you, and you suddenly find yourself picked up, like invisible, invisibly. And raised into like the raised uh, above the safe, and she gestures and she throws you against the back wall, and you're going to take a little bit of damage. You take four points of bludgeoning damage as she throws you away from the safe. We see you fly past Gloria and crash into uh, a small bookcase. Jesus! As you like land on your feet, but you stumble there. No one will steal from my son, you evil wench! Just spitting venom. Gloria. What you gonna do? Can I quickly ask another party member a question before I choose what I'm doing? Yeah, sure. Sky, you know what we're looking for? I don't know what you're looking for, right? No, like, out of character, I mean, like, what Scoop is looking for. Scoop would, would, would say along the lines of, is he's, like, batting the two of the magazines away, and he, like, draws a big red streak on one as it flutters by. I mean, I'd assume whatever we're looking for is gonna be in that safe. We just gotta get past that nasty painting. Yeah, I mean, I'd just take everything that's in the safe, personally. Alright. I feel like Scoop is more likely to die out here if we just leave him by himself. I'm going to, um... Because you don't need to see your destination for this. You just need to know where it is. Dimension door, Scoop and I, inside the safe. What the... Uh, it, it's it's not that big of a safe. It's like a little wall safe. Oh. oh. That would yeah. be epic. And then you would have been trapped in the safe. <laughs> Well, I mean, next turn yeah. I could have gotten us out. It's, it's it, yeah, it's not that big. It's, it's, Wait. I, I'm gonna say, Gloria, maybe you even saw this maybe once. Is Hugo small um, enough? It's, it's like, if the safe was completely empty, maybe. I mean, do you want to try to dimension door inside? 
No, but that that would deal damage if we r ran yeah. into shit. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Oh, dang it! That would have been such it, a cool move. That would have been. It would have been cool. Great. It is. It. He does not have like a massive fat cave behind <laughs> this painting of his mom. It is. It is <laughs> just a like tiny this little man wall safe. Would. There, that, uh, not behind this painting of his mom. Maybe back home. Ooh. All right. After all, you don't know what's on the 40th level. Well, I've got... <laughs> I've used one hypnotic pattern. I have two third level spell slots left. Another hypnotic pattern. All right. Uh, where are you dropping it? Um. Where are we dropping, boys? I mean, the range is a 30-foot cube. How big is this room? Um, Hypnotic pattern, you say, yes? Yes. Uh, this room would fit in there, so you'd probably like, be able to get a minimum. I'd say that you could probably be a sky has been shunted away. Cast Hypnotic Pattern while avoiding Scoop. If you want to hit the two magazines, you could try to get Scoop in there. I mean, as the biggest well. thing would be the biggest thing would be hitting the painting, and also if someone gets Hypnotic Pattern, I can just shake them. I don't mind. I, I don't say, mind any of these guys getting Hypnotic Pattern. I can Gloria, just shake them. I, you you are a very trained magician. You would know that charm effects like Hypnotic Pattern tend not to work against things that don't have sapient minds like constructs. Ah, maybe against a mimic. But things like constructs tend not to be affected by things like charm or fear. All right, I'll give and you I guess that for free. the best thing I can do is to just try to catch as many as many books as I can in a burning hands. Ooh, I um, books are fluttering around too. people. Uh, the most books you could probably ah. catch would be around Scoop, but he's Dexy. Well, then the, I guess the closest usable and thing. And you can probably catch the mimic in there too if you wanted to, because he's fighting right by the mimic. You know what? I think this is going to make it things a little bit easier on Sky. I am going to do a Tasha's Mind Whip on the painting. All right, that is not a charm effect. Uh, so that is a, what saving throw? Intelligence, Intelligence saving throw. How smart is your uh, painting? Rolls a 10. Haha, -ha, it fails. So on top That's of the damage... It cannot take a reaction until the end of its next turn, and also on its next turn, it can either get an action or a bonus action or movement, Ooh, but... As you cast a spell, it lashes out at it, and you see as your magic sails through the air, is your spell third level or lower? Uh, yeah, it's second level. As you go ahead, you lash out at the painting, she's like, I did not say you could cast magic in this house! Can I, and you can see I counter spell the counter spell? Go ahead and counter cal the counter spell as you see. Just like, for drama, I know it's out. a waste of a counter spell, but for drama, it, it is not a waste. Uh, go ahead and counter spell the counter spell. <laughs> yes, you've done it. You did the thing. Because she failed, so she might as well take the debuff. Yeah. Just kill her. All right. How much damage does she take? Woo! Rolling high. Rolling high. Um, four plus five plus six is 15. Takes 15. 15 psychic damage. Psychic damage, you say? Ah, oh, shit, it's immune, ain't it? It has no immunity to psychic damage, and it has exactly 15 hit points left. You see, like, as you lash out at it, the painting itself just begins to warp and meld from something that was more of a sort of oil realistic into something much more abstract in Salvador Dali. And oh, it becomes somewhat that. horrific to watch as she just screams and becomes a sort of melted amalgamation of herself until it stops becoming sentient and begins to drip slightly onto oh the edge God. of the frame. What is it? I, like, oh, yeah, I will destroy you! I will melt you, bitch! My son will have your salary! 
I just out seniored this bitch. <laughs> He's not and getting you my just celery. See, as she... <laughs> as I have see destroyed that happen. her with my milf powers. Does it <laughs> does it take an action for me to flip her off with with both hands at once while she does this, or can I just do that for free? <laughs> um, saying "fuck you" in any gesture is a free action. Hell yeah. Like Burn in hell, you miserable old hag. <laughs> Alright. And she is now some sort of depiction of the hells. Appropriate. As, as whoever looks at her now experiences some level of psychic damage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Gloria. You see as that happens. Any one-liner, Gloria? You really needed to pick out an apron to match your house because... Goodness gracious, nothing's matching, and honestly, it was just an assault to my eyes. Alright, now that Gloria has discovered the joy of desecrating paintings, <laughs> uh, Hugo. Wait, Hugo's still in the book! <laughs> the joy of desecrating paintings. Um, yeah. There's a painting, there's a book to buy. Am I gonna kill everything if I burn hands out my way out of, out of the carpet? Um, you, I'll let you shoot it up towards the ceiling. Am I gonna catch the ceiling on fire? What well, options do you have? Let's freaking go. Woo! That's what I love to hear. Burning hands. Let's go. I'm casting right. hands. It Deck is... save. So I'll say because this damage is not originally inside the carpet, the damage share does not apply. Because it has a thing where like if someone attacks it while it's wrapped around someone, it shares the damage with who's in it. But you're shooting outwards. It, that doesn't add flavor at all. Uh, so go ahead and just... It's deck save. Yeah. Let's see if it can open its orifice in time to vent the heat. Yum, orifice. The, the orifice of this rug. Dex? Mm-hmm. Uh, 17 to save. Right! But um, it still takes half damage. Yes. Half of 12 And this is upcast, because you've only got seconds. How much? It was six. Six points of damage? Yeah. Uh, you see as it bursts out, it just opens up, it just begins to twirl in a circle, and all of you look up and there's just a ring of fire above Hugo. Uh, as uh, Hugo's trying to, like, struggle out with... <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, just wait until we're in a mine and I and we start singing Big Iron. Um, <laughs> uh, also, but at the start of your turn, sorry, I forgot to uh, count this. Hugo. No, no. You would have taken uh, seven points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, no. As it is actively crushing you. And you feel like the air being forced from your lungs. As all of you see the smoking top of a, of a, a rug and the smell of, like, smoke beginning to sort of curdle along the ceiling. Now it is going to be the book's turns. Scoops first. These things cannot hit Scoop at all. The highest was a 10. <laughs> However, the one that is still harrying Gloria, Gloria, as you, like, do that badass party aunt scene, uh, is she a MILF or a party aunt? Have we decided that? Is there such thing as, like... A party party MILF? An she ale. Doesn't, there she we doesn't... go. I don't know, and this is so much pressure to think of. <laughs> What's the second word you guys are using? Party aunt or elf? Oh, party aunt. Elf? Because you said that she's elf. an aunt, so. Well, she's not actually an aunt. It's a metaphorical aunt. Yeah, I know. It's but an aunt. Still a metaf <laughs> it's, your, it's your call. Milf. Is, is, is she a thirst trap? That's what I want to know. She oh, she absolutely trap? is a thirst trap. Oh, absolutely. Right. No questions asked. Okay, then. <laughs> anyway, um, I rolled it was a seven to hit. Mimic is still in box. It cannot do anything. It is sad. 
You see it just begins to turn back into a chair and tries to revert to its original position as best it can. Chair movement. Uh, Sky. Your turn. The painting has been dealt with, and you can- you have the movement to get to the safe. Save me. Okay. I'll get to the safe. Alright, you make your way to the safe, which is not quite big enough to fit a halfling in it. Um, and it is just sort of this wall safe that's, like, mounted along there, and... Is Sky very experienced in safe cracking? Has she ever had to? Or does she usually rely on combinations? I would imagine I have at some point, but probably not, or at least tried, but probably not extensively. In that case, are you going to just attempt combinations on the lock in um, the most intelligent way you can? Is there I'm anything specific you want to try? gonna listen to because if you press your ear to the thing, you're supposed to be able to turn it one one click at a time and wait till the click sounds different and then, you know, turn the other one one click so, at a time. So I'll just start just, going through them, which will take a while, I guess. So you've or probably, like, done that. That sounds like what it's gonna be is a perception check, it sounds like. Yeah. You want to go ahead and roll me a perception check, Sky? Yes. Okay. So, so we could probably say that Sky probably has broken into a safe or two before, but never in this much of a hurry. All right. Sixteen. Sixteen. You get the first tumbler done, and you go ahead and you feel like there's like a bit of a click, and you realize you need to now manage the second dial. But that's going to be a separate action. Okay. Uh, do you do you do you do you announce what the first number was? Um, sure. It's like seven, basically. You say seven. Okay. Um, Gloria, roll me an intelligence check. Roll me a history check. Am I proficient in the history? Let me see. I am not. I simply have a thick bonus. That is a 23. 23. You think seven as, like, you're battling the books around you. And you could have sworn seeing a seven somewhere coming up here, and then you think, balloons. It's that time he brought his mother up. Seven, seventeen. His birthday. Mama's birthday. What's his mom's- I, I destroyed the painting! You've rolled- you've rolled to- you've remembered that the birthday seven seventeen. Ah! Alright. <laughs> Can I yell that back? Yeah. Yeah, what do you say in terms- like, this is you remembering your boss's mother's birthday. <laughs> It's his pruny mom's birthday, and I yell out the birthday. Seven seventeen, uh, Sky. If you want to, I will let you use your bonus action because you are no longer just listening. You would just be turning the dial to that number. I'll let yeah. you use your bonus action to do your your inquisitive thing. And as you go ahead, and as you're about to like listen to the next one or get yourself ready, you look Glory in the eye, trust her as much as you can, click. As you go ahead, you tap, and you've got your ear just against it in case, and you hear that second release go, and there's just a bit of a clunk, clunk. Mm -hmm. There's one more lock mechanism as you feel the two tumblers release. One more lock mechanism how? Like the You now need to turn the two dials, because one only has single-digit numbers, and the other one has double-digit numbers. Okay. Gloria, you, have, you imagine it's probably the year of his mother's birth. How old is that woman? It is, I will tell you right now, the year is 140 post-eclipsing. The current year? Yes. How but in the meantime, we cut over to the portrait, which is gone. It cannot talk. Uh, Gloria. All right. So I need to try to get Hugo out. Uh, would Gloria know if, if Rugs of Smothering can take psychic damage? I want to figure out how I can do damage to this thing without passing it on to Hugo. 
Um, Low on health. I will, I will say that most constructs cannot if they are not sentient. So like the painting obviously had okay. some level of psychic enchantment onto it. This one, this, this rogue, probably not. All right. Is the, fa is the transfer of damage different on the fact that I am small? Is there nope. an area explored? It, 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 it has wrapped around you to match your size more or less. And oh. the parts that she could hit that... Uh, would not be hitting you has ar have already taken like damage from like the the smoke thing, so it would be mm -hmm. superficial damage. You could always hold an attack until Hugo can get out. Um. You could always run up and try to free Hugo yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna run up and try to free him. So are you using a spell or something to free him, or are you just trying to tug him out? The best thing I can think of is to just try to tug him out because Bigsby's hand is con <sighs> concentration. Oh, I'm an idiot. When it did damage what? to me, does that count as something I can react to? Um, it is, but your turn's coming up next turn. So yeah, just just a thing that I forgot I could do. Yep. was gonna do and then forgot I could do. All good. I'm going to basically give him the help action in the sense that when he is like trying to force himself out, I'm gonna also like be assisting. Like if if I see him like pushing his way out, I'll also just start pulling on that side. You're gonna try to deliver him through the canal. Got it. <laughs> no! Hugo's we gotta love half the ashes. Alright, Hugo. Start of your turn. Mothering damage first. Yep. Please don't you take five points of bludgeoning damage. Thank goodness. What a roll. Okay. Uh, ooh, yeah. I can hellish rebuke react to that. All right. What do you what what do you what do you do to what do you say? What's it like when you hellish rebuke? You got your trumpet on you in case you I, want to do something with that. I just started doing this. I do, but I I can't reach that thing. I'm honestly just gonna surround myself with a little ball of fire. <laughs> Holy moly! Great balls of fire. Yep. Um, deck save. Yep. Roll your damage. Eleven. It it failed that. So fourteen damage for it. 14 Gloria, you're like stepping forward and you probably like would get burnt if you just were not naturally made out of fire. Um, and as that's like going outwards, you see like just the whole sort of like burns in the edges of it as Hugo just gets surrounded all the by all these flaming musical notes that swirl around uh, in this sort of like sphere that like subsides. And you can just see Hugo just in there a little bit as he's got a chunk of rug wrapped around his mouth. And Hugo, you can like stick your arm out. How does Hugo look? Fucking battered. I am... Mm. Uh, that that's just that's your turn still, Hugh. That's that's just a reaction, Hugo. You still got a bonus. Oh and... yes, then I'm getting <gasps> out. I'm, I'm moving. I'm moving out. All right. You got the help action from Gloria, so you gla cra gl I imagine you clasp her hand and roll me an acrobatics check with advantage. Because yeah. I imagine that's what you want to use. Yeah. Advantage. God damn! I got a ten both times. Oh. How does that happen? So what did you roll? Ten both times. Um, that is going to, uh, not be enough to escape. As you try to, like, reach your way out, the, the, the rug grabs a hold of your arm right before you're about to clasp Gloria's, and your fingers claspers for a second as you get stuck into the rug. What? Wait a minute. Does the, uh, hmm? does the... <laughs> what? I forgot about Genie's Wrath. Extra two fire damage to that guy. Just in Ooh, case it helps. Nice. It is, it is frayed at the edges, but so are you. Oh, I can I'm see your hit points now. More than just the edges. I will tell you, it has three times the health you do, Hugo. Ah, shit. I'm very sorry that I am not currently soup. 
That's fine. I'm very sorry that I did not start with more hit points. <laughs> Gloria, you, you do your best to grab a hold of him, but you also are distracted as 12 to hit. That doesn't hit. Just whap it out of the way. Like, we got better stuff to do, and the magazine floating in the air just looks sad. Why don't you come back to me with that old lady's birthday? Make yourself useful. Roll me, roll, roll me intimidation. <laughs> 17. They don't exactly seem to be trying to do anything useful, but you see all the little magazines in the stack that's floating by you. Like the like the little eyes that scrunch up on it, the wrinkles of it, like open wide, and they just scatter across the room. <laughs> and just stack themselves on numerous counters, just hiding. You have dealt with that stack. <laughs> You guys have never considered, you guys, I mean, Sky did with the mother portrait, but the mother portrait's a special case, because his mother. You, none of you guys have tried to boss any of the furniture around. <laughs> Good point. We should maybe try telling the chair to sit and stay. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Scoop. Meanwhile, I'm dead in the rug. <laughs> rolls to hit. He actually finally manages to whack one of these stacks out of the sky, and he's like, yeah, and, yeah, and, uh, you know, Learn some origami while you're at it, so you're not just a rectangle. And, and as he whaps it, the uh, I'm gonna roll intimidation for him. Oh, poor Scoop. It's still still pretty good. Uh, Fourteen. The the magazines just sort of like scatter into the corner and just sort of hide themselves underneath a bookcase. Well, that kind of. <laughs> and meanwhile, the other stack uh, will hit him. He will uncanny dodge that, as he only takes. Five, seven, so three points of damage. He's like, well, my mama ain't exactly like Lloyd's mama, but she built me tough. All right, then. The mimic is got nothing better to do. It is turning back into chair fully, and it is sitting, <laughs> and it is sad. <laughs> Probably like a little leg, something kicks up to chest the force field to see if it's there, and then it just goes to the corner of the cube. Far corner. Sky. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Oh, good. What are you, what are you, uh, what are you, are you, is your plan just to try to brute force this lock and try to, like, listen to clicks, or are you going to try yeah. to somehow surmise yeah. this woman's age? Um, I'll, I'll kind of do both if that's okay, like, I'll start by assuming she's, like, 80? Yeah, 75. I'll start assuming she's, she's, she is at least 40, she's definitely older than 40, so the first digit's probably zero. Like, if it's three digits. If it's 140, but... So I'll okay. say that, that I'll give you that much. Like the first dial needs to be set to zero, and the second one needs to be okay um, adjusted. If you're assuming that she is eighty, no. Least, well, I was gonna say like I was gonna start with assume she's seventy-five and work my way up, kind of. I don't know how old, she, how old does she look. <laughs> roll me a what, what? What sort of check would this be? I need help. It feels like uh, insight. Roll an insight check. Roll an insight from what you can remember from the horrified portrait next to you. Total. Wait, don't you You're have like, sure. like a minimum of thirteen yeah. from insight checks? Only, only, only against people trying to hide the truth. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, it didn't go well. You can't think, but I'll let. I'll. I. I. I where are you starting? Like what age? What Wait, year, how old I is how old is the guy? How old does he look? With that <laughs> check, it, it's hard to tell. Just like both of them look identical. Start with sixty-nine. I will, I will tell you nice. 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 <laughs> because if Adrian would do anything, he'd do that. Let's insight check Adrian Gibbons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like, I would at least know if he looks like 
more like he'd 20 be or probably, more like He's probably at least 40 years old. Okay. Okay. I'll start at 60. <laughs> this is the price is right. Lloyd Tabb's Mother's Age Edition. <laughs> While you are fighting a flaming rug. Wait, you said, wait, 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 wait. Earlier you said her hair was gray, didn't you? Yeah. I say start with 69. Okay, fine. I'll start with 69. <laughs> so if it, you're starting, she's guessing it's 49. It's 140 right now. And we go ahead and guess uh, minus 69. That's going to be 71. And are you going, are you, are you increasing the number from 71 or are you lowering it? Uh, lo- wouldn't it be, it would be lowering the number because I'm assuming I'm working up her age. All right. So you start mm-hmm. twisting it in that direction. Um, roll me a perception check. Uh, 19. When you get, when you turn it down to 68, there's a click. Okay. And as you do that, you feel the edge of it sort of clunk again as the mechanisms click, and the edge of the safe pops open. Oh, so close. That that was your action. Two years older. Two years older, actually. Oh, because 717, it's a fucking, it's the fucking mirror number. Palindrome. Palindrome. Wait, mirror number? Palindrome? What? Yeah, because it's one seven 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 one. Wait. Okay. No, the first number was a seven. But it's seventeen seven seventy one. Oh, I thought it was seven oh, seventeen. Okay. Whoops. You solved my puzzle. Congratulations. Here's a sticker. Um, I want a sticker. Uh, <laughs> Gloria. Gloria want a sticker. What does Gloria want right now? No, no, Misha wants a sticker. Gloria is an adult woman who knows how to handle her problems. I'm not. I would guess Gloria probably wants a drink. (laughs) Yes, Gloria does want a drink. Would you like like to walk up to the animated martini bar? No! It is going to use olive- it is going to use olive spray against you. No! Whoever gets me out of this rug before I die gets a stick. I'm trying. <laughs> I love Little Hugo Brassley stickers. Afterward, dudes, I'm about to die in here. Um, Gloria, what are you doing? Mm. Okay, gotta get Hugo out before it bops him again. But also, if I try to get him out, he's probably gonna go down. Yeah. Can I possibly reach into the rug and touch Hugo? Yeah. You, you can, like, we've already established that. Oh, I can. Well, then why haven't I done this yet? Dimension door! We see as you stick your hand within the interior of the space, Hugo, you literally see your vision going dark as you feel all the blood being pressed into your head from it coiling around you. You find yourself faltering, struggling to breathe, and you just feel a tiny... Uh, uh, an, a, an older hand grab your hair. <laughs> And you feel as if you are just yoinked upward, sucked through space and time. And where do you dimension to him, Gloria? Just next to the, just next to the safe. All right, and you and Gloria appear next to the safe. <gasps> Hugo takes a giant breath and collapses on the floor. How dead are you right now? I have a. You look. You open your eyes and you see, and swarming towards you is the rug. I have one hit look, point. Looking confused. Yeah, it's coming towards you. It's it, it's hungry. Nom nom. Uh. Tasty halfway. I do and not I have. have t- I do not. Make su- I do not have action economy to bop it. It wants. To, it wants to make noni roll. It wants to make halfling sushi. God, can I just shoot the rug? 
Oh yeah, you have a shotgun. Uh, Please assault the Hugo, rug. It, it's your, Hugo, it's your turn if Gloria's done with hers. Yes, I'm I am. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to shoot the rug. That would make a lot of noise. Please assault the rug. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome, though. I mean, you've, you're, you're making a lot of noise up here already. I'll think yeah, about it. true. Okay. <laughs> um, just, just like, it's it, it just, it just like uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Sky pulls out shotgun, shoots the, the walking crab head. Yes. Hugo needs it's inchworming towards you, Hugo, though. It, it's about to reach your leg. Yeah, I'm moving. Shoot it! Yeah, you're Shoot like. It! I'm moving first. I am getting out yeah, of Yeah, it is not within range for you. It's just, it's it's almost to you. Yeah, I'm moving first, so it will never be in range of me again. You're just running, and what do you do while you're running? Eldritch Blast. All right, roll an Eldritch Blast. Get out of here. 14. That hits. Roll damage. Nine. Darn it. How do you want to do this? <gasps> Hell yeah. Tornado. Fire You tornado. see as you blast it outwards. A... And it just like swirls around him. And it's it. So you pull out the trumpet this time. Hell yeah. And you let out a little ditty. And in doing so, a... <laughs> once again, the anime laser comes out surrounded by a flaming vortex. As you see, it wraps around the, uh, the, the rug as you literally see a spiral form onto it. Kind of like that of a treble clef. And then you see that it just bursts into flames from the scoldering bits and just kind of collapsed into several shreds of just slightly twitching fabric. And as you're running there, you bonk into the edge of the cube, the invisible cube that holds the mimic. And you see, like, as you do that, the, the chair just swivels towards you and a big eyeball on the back of the chair just blinks and looks at you. Nope. 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 And a little tongue, like, whips around coming out from underneath the lumbar support pillow. Ah, do not let that thing out. Also, thank you. You saved my life. Thank you, Gloria. Nice. Be sure to make use of it. Scoop. I will. Waps and bullies the other books into submission. The, the final remaining set of books. The chair remains there. The portrait has been dealt with. The rug has been dealt with. We drop out of initiative. Thank goodness. Just a brief moment before we go into save, I'm just gonna go over to the chair and be like, Oh, you better behave. Cause I'm- yeah. Now you sit down. You sit down. And behave yourself. It, be a proper it gentleman. To, it's little lever that, that Sky had tried to tape earlier goes down, just a little bit of tape hanging off of it now, partly digested, and it just sinks two inches lower. And you <laughs> stay there. <laughs> You see a big blinking eye look at you. I'm keeping you in there till you learn your lesson. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. It, it does mimic for everyone knows that's worse. <laughs> uh, Sky, what are you doing? Um, making, looking at what's in the safe, making sure it's actually what we want. You open the safe, and you see. Not a whole lot fancy in there. You literally just see a manila envelope. Very thick manila envelope. Dummy. With a whole bunch of colored tabs. Aha. Uh -huh. uh -huh. That seem to indicate different letters. Alright, I'm going to start looking through it, see if it looks like blackmail pictures and stuff. You start looking, like, you just start randomly looking at some of them? Yeah. Yeah, you go ahead and you pop them out and you start seeing, like, it's probably like the first one you open up is, like, some sort of, like, businessman who like owns a bunch of industries down in the steel stacks and you see it's like pictures of 
you know, him him meeting with like some other fellow at like some 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 hotel room and like a little picture like a little just picture kind of out of frame where you see like that same individual and that man wearing like heart-shaped boxes um and you you know mentions like having a fair with wife uh you see that like as you scroll through like another one you see that it like talks about this one woman you know there's like suburban like wasp mom and it talks about like the the money laundering that she's doing for the twisted dagger Okay, um, so now that I get what it is, can I just, like, look up us uh, specifically? Like... I mean, you... Yeah? Um, you're looking for specifically? Well, specifically... Like... I mean, I guess Gloria and also Scoop. I'm gonna say, like, you you have, like, maybe, like, two rounds here, as everyone else is distracted with everything there, if you just want to look up two random names. Like, this yeah. is Power Sky. What? If you want to just look up two random names, if you wanted to see if, like, Jack Rambeau is in there, or if you want to see... <laughs> um, look up soup. Well, Dimitri, any of your friends, you. Oh, that's interesting. Merchant Prince, you heard the name Joseph Harbinger. Like, you've got, you've got a moment of subtlety right now. Well, I mean, we've come for a specific purpose, so we do have to make yeah. sure that yeah. Scoops and Glorias are in there. Yeah, but you also get right. time before the rest of us come and Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm giving you a chance to kind of, you know... Oh. What would Sky do? I mean, okay, that's fair. I'd probably look at you've my... got You've got probably, like, the most powerful cache of blackmail in the city. Right. Well, I'm going to look at myself, then. And, yeah. um... You look up yourself. Dimitri. Your name itself is not in there. Okay. And I think... You look up Dimitri? Dimitri. All right, you go ahead, you put in, like, Dimitri, and you scroll through, like, his last name. And it took you a few scrolls, and you find, like, a little flu-padded thing, but there is a file on Dimitri. What does it say? You chance a peek. This is a preliminary peek. If if you don't want to be subtle after this, you don't have to be. But you look inside, and you see, like, some more photographs, some papers, some receipts talking. You see what looks to be, like, medical bills. You see what looks to be some sort of, like, certificate of, you know... Like, birth certificate for, like, Dimitri, but it has, like, another name on there. It has, like, monitors of, like, you know, power supply has to be, like, measured throughout the city. They seem to have documentation that a couple of weeks ago, at around the same time certain medical bills stopped being paid, there was also a cut of electricity being sent to the house. Like, the amount of, like, power just got shut off towards the house. It's, like, a nominal amount of power being run through there now. But that's what you spot. And Gloria... You look over and you see Sky has already found the folder. You've never laid eyes on it yourself, but you've heard once or twice behind closed doors Mr. Tab flexing it to maybe some private guest of his. I'm gonna quickly go over and be like, "All right, let's get to business before he figures it before he gets here himself." And I'm gonna quickly Sky. and can I try to quickly start looking through for the names I'm looking for? Yeah, you can, you can viably, but right now you see Sky. Sky, do you close it as soon as people start approaching you and Gloria starts mentioning, or do you continue to read Dimitri's file? Um, I pull Dimitri's file out. Ooh, roll me a sleight of hand. Let's see what I have for that. Eighteen. Eighteen. You tuck it underneath like your armpit, and no one sees it. A perfect crime. And yeah, Sky, what do you say as you present the? Do you, do you present the folder, or what do you do? I mean, you've got it now. I mean, at this point, you and Hugo could just, like, threaten to burn it or something. Well, I think that we should all 
get what we want and each person takes their own. And then we also take the whole file, obviously, but split it up. That way each person is carrying the information that's important to them. And if that person gets caught, it's only to their detriment. I mean, at this point, it's obvious that someone's been in here. If the, fol- yes. if the whole folder is gone, then there isn't any way to track the specific people into figuring out who. That's true. No, we're going to take the whole folder. Yeah, she was saying we're going to take the whole folder, but split it up so that each person, if they get caught, like, only returns a portion of it. So each person takes, so for example, Gloria, you take your file. Scoop takes his file. We can look up Hugo. If Hugo has a file, he takes his. And then we split the remainder. I'm taking the files and the other files I need to get. Scoop steps forward and says, I don't mean to be a downer on what you have planned. That is a powerful folder. There is a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of damage that could be done. There could arguably be a lot of good that could be done too, but... I mean, do we need to take the whole folder? Well, I mean, I'm all about getting, getting, getting the things we need out of it. I think but... the worry is that with uh, knowledge of who specifically was gone, we can be tracked from that. That's the only issue. Don't just burn the whole thing. It's not quite the most tasteful option. But at this moment in time, I'm starting to get nervous that we're running out of time. I am too. Well, instead of talking about this, can, can I just, like, whose turn is it? We're out of initiative. Oh, that's Out of initiative. True. That's true. I forgot that the things aren't still attacking us. Um, it's just a sad chair. And also, I've just, only, we've only got a few minutes until that chair is out, and I don't I just, know how much discipline it, I, it needs before it would actually sit still. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just take the thing back, look through it, give Gloria's folder to Gloria, give Hugo's to Hugo if he has one, give Hugo's folder to Scoops? Our deal was I take all the files I need. So I'm going to take a quick glance through there and get all the files I need out of there. And then you can do whatever y'all want with the rest of it. As all of you have been kind of like looking down at this folder, Hugo is probably the only one looking up, just, you know, naturally. Hugo, you begin to see like in whatever sort of ceiling material this is, the blackening beginning to like expand a little bit. Blackening? The roof of this building's on fire. Ah. And the room is beginning to fill up with smoke. Guys, I don't think our choices are going to matter in a couple of minutes, regardless of the chair. What? <clears throat> Pointing up. Oh, fuck it up. Did you set it on fire? What was I supposed to do? I can't see. I'm in a freaking carpet. We go ahead and whole new Hugo, comes, Hugo comes out of focus and we come out of the focus of the smoldering carpet. <laughs> I was not shown a whole new world. Well, you'll be sure to whole new world if we stay in here for much longer. We gotta run. Take the folder. We'll split it up. Or just grab the files. If we can grab the files, we'll get out of here. Is it possible for me to quickly parse through it and just snap out the files that I need? Um, the files you need. So, so specifically, I imagine the one we discussed. Is there any one Gloria's gonna try to snap out? Um, so it's gonna be the one I need. Also, my own. You definitely have one. Yeah. No, I know that. You 100% have one. It's actually one of the thicker ones. Uh, <laughs> um, I'd say, yeah, specifically the one I need. Do you, do you, do you take insurance on, on Hugo? Because you do see a Hugo file there. She tried to do so stealthfully. Roll me, roll, me, roll me a stealth check. All right. I don't think she has proficiency in this, but let me check. Nope, I do not. All I'll right. Hand if you have proficiency there. I do not. 
right. But it's not bad. It's a 16. Hugo, what's your passive perception? Sky. Not high enough for that. All right. And where do you drop it, Gloria? Um, I guess it just kind of like, it goes into my, it, it goes into my very fashionable tote. All right. So you just go ahead and drop it into the tote. Um, Sky, what's your passive in perception? Is it 16 or higher? I'm looking. Um, um, sorry. 15. All right. Okay. Scoop will look inside of there too, and you see he reaches in and he pulls out two folders, and he opens up the one of them. Does anyone try to peek in to what he's looking at? He looks at it, tosses it on the fire, like of the smoldering rug. Mm. You just begin to see it begins to burn and catch. Uh, that would explain a lot. I'd like to grab the files on Mickey and and Jayen. Uh, there would be there would be one on Mickey. Um, there would definitely be one on JM. It takes you a little bit, but you begin to see like flames begin to curl around the base of here, and you start hearing the sounds of beeping, and lights begin flashing red. All right, I'm taking him. Let's get out of here. You begin to hear footsteps distantly far away, but you imagine it will be a little while till footsteps come up here. You should probably get a move on. And who's got the majority of the folder? Not me. Sky would probably make. Sky would right, make guy, the you've got, out of it. You've. You've got the majority of the dossier except for the names that were redacted. Alright. I'm gonna... I have a bag, I believe. I'm gonna put them in there. Alright, so you just go ahead, you drop it in the bag. And... Yeah, Scoop's like, I think that we better leave before, uh... Well, people begin following their noses. There's roof access, isn't there, Sky? There should be. Also, I would like to request to stay with Hugo at all times, um, because Last Resort is setting fire to it. Right. All right. I mean, you could always pass it to Hugo. Like that's true. Hugo, yeah, do you want it? it? I'm gonna say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tell me when you're gonna start running, because I thinking. need to get back to um, behaving as somebody should when there's a fire in the building. Good point. I can Are you ready? Too, because I was only here for an interview, and they might be suspicious if I don't exit the building. Anyway, Gloria, is this where we part ways? Not me. I have to go with you. They know I was here. It's going to be suspicious if I'm not logged as exiting. I'm going to be invisible, honey. Oh, okay. Never. Wait, wait, never mind. Dimension door. I could dimension door a couple floors down. Save that for if we get really caught up with the fire. Just a quick exit oh, before guys... the steps get too close. <laughs> uh, Gloria, are you just disappearing dimension dooring? And are you bringing Hugo with you or? Hugo, are you coming or not? Well, coming can't we you. all go? I can only I can only teleport one person. Mm. Oh shoot! I mean, you could all just head out on the roof and just. I'm not. Gloria's not that. going on the roof. Gloria is being as nondescript yeah. as possible. She oh was yeah, never I a know part Gloria, of this. but Scoop is like, we gotta go right now. You guys could try coming down in the stairs of the shaft, or you could try the window, the the window thing. But if you try uh, the me, shaft, me and Sc- there, there's a, there. I think if we keep going up the steps, there's a stairwell that leads to the roof. Maybe why we can we work wanna, our way down there. Why would we want to be on the roof? The whole building is on fire. Don't, oh yeah, you're right. Um, maybe, maybe we can maybe we can use the window washer to get out. Okay, let's try that. All right, and yeah, he will um, basically join you. And as you kind of make your way up the so so are you so your Gloria is just gonna teleport away as Hugo going with her. Actually, yeah, basically a very quick Hugo. You coming? Yeah. All right, I tell I I teleport Hugo and I a couple floors down, and we so we can start to fire drill out of the building. Aether rune suddenly appear, and you and Hugo bams back into Gloria's office, where the projector is just idly standing there as the room is flashing with red lights outside. Yep. There's no smoke on this level. Just quickly collect it and go through the fire drill. 
Right. Be like, Mr. Mr. Hugo was lost. Yeah. And yeah, you go ahead and begin making your way out. Um, and are you escorting Hugo yourself? Yeah, I'm escorting Hugo. And basically, if anyone asks me, it's just like, we met a long time ago and it was nice to catch up. Learned a lot about what happened. Mm-hmm. All right. What you, what you do? And I guess if we find on the way out, if we find a quiet corner, um, I'm going to like pull him to the side, like maybe closer to like one of the bottom floors, maybe like near a bathroom or something. Just kind of pull it out and be like, before we head out, what? I'm going to quickly show the show him the file I snapped up on him. You're just holding like the, the file that just says Hugo Brassleaf titles at the top. I knew there'd be one on me. What's a good reason I shouldn't keep this? What's a good reason I should make sure it burns up? That's for you to decide. I'll be doing things differently from now on if I live through this ordeal. If I can trust you to keep it, you can keep it. You know, you hear- I usually say, never let somebody's past get away from them. But you've shown me a different man today. Produce flame and burn up the file. Sure. You hear like a knocking on the door. And we keep going down. I mean, do you do you do you want to request that before she lights it? I'd like to imagine she has to light the other hand on fire. What app? Do you want to ask her what's in it, or do you want to like that just be a thing of the past, like ponder? Thing of the past. All right. In that case, that, I know what that I've done. Boulder goes up in flames, and it just becomes a smoldering heap. And you hear like a knocking on the door. It's like, excuse me, you need to get out of the building. Uh, don't know if anyone's using the bathroom in there, but we got a fire on the upper level, so everyone's got to get out. One moment, a lady is doing her business. <laughs> Literally two seconds. Please do not hog the door. I know there's a fire. I will be getting out. I'm so sorry, Mistress Gloria Parcher. I will. I will. I will. Uh, will. will I'll remember your voice. Sure the fire cannot hear. I'll remember your voice, sir. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Master. There's just footsteps that go away. <laughs> okay, and now we exit. I needed to get him away so he doesn't think we're doing something scandalous. <laughs> oh yeah. You make your way out. <laughs> okay. Suffice to say, Hugo and Gloria at some point split off from each other. Say your goodbye. I imagine, right? Yeah. Like, imagine as you're walking, it's just like, it's like the casual, like, you walk out of the bathrooms, like, ten feet behind her. Um, <laughs> this, this, that, that interaction <laughs> never happened. And as, like, the, the, probably maybe, like, 50 or so tab employees that were here that night, security personnel included, you see, like, a janitorial staff having to evacuate. Because um, that wasn't, that was a route we never went down just begins filtering out of the building as they're like commanding people one by one. It's like, all right, we search the perimeter. Uh, fire squad's coming in. And you literally see as a whap, 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 whap of a fire truck comes in. But you see that all of the firemen are skeletons. Oh, man. Because they can't <laughs> That's a good idea. And there's just Actually, a there whole bunch of firemen. There's a bunch of firemen. <laughs> Literally, a bunch of skeletons dressed up in, like, full, like, fireman garb except for, like, the respirators. And you see they just hop off the back of it and just begin grabbing a hold of stuff. You recognize Jack's handiwork anywhere, Hugo. Oh, Jack. You really outdone yourself this time. Of course, the famous Calls of the Macabre uh, Skelebro fire response team. And as you see that's happening and they just literally, like, start, like, uh, gathering the water, you see that, uh... All these like pipes are being to be sort of connected and there's just this sort of like pressure building up in the hose as you see several skeletons the hose goes off early there's not even any fire on this level they just all are grabbing the hose and just get thrown around all crazily as like it's just a spout of water <laughs> and they're just holding on for dear life 
And that just fades into the background as <laughs> we see uh, Guy and Ooh. we see Sky and Scoop uh, just locking up the uh, window cleaner from the side as they are just sort of stealthily making their way back into that same park you gathered before where Caledonia appeared. And Gloria just fades off into the distance. And Hugo, you are finding yourself surrounded by the chaos of the fireman squad uh, as Sky and Scoop approach. You made it. Oh, I'm so glad you made it. Yeah, me too. I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't too hard. We just, Sky made short work of the lockup on the roof. And, uh, well, the hardest part was uh, standing by the edge to use the manual crank to get the uh, the key up a little high up. But then Sky, she used her uh, magic portal thing to just use the operator switch. And, well, I just kind of had to close my eyes and hold on. Uh, but we're all good. We got it all locked up, and I don't think that none of them are going to be able to trace us back to what's happened up there. Wonderful. Does anybody um, have a healing kit? Um, not really my specialty. I might know a few people who might be able to get you get you a couple of, of upseed. I owe you pick one for this. Speaking of which, uh, I couldn't help but notice he hands Sky the magazine with flint on it. Figured I should grab one of those just in case press release is delayed. Your friend, uh, with him. I didn't quite know the whole scope of his history, but I've learned a little bit reading through there. Hugo, there's also something else I should hand you, and you see he just grabs a piece, a bundle of papers, and he hands them to you. Ooh. Thank you, Scoop. And you look at the papers, and you see your name at parts of it. These are the papers that Gloria supposedly put in her bag. Ooh. I didn't trust her for one moment, and uh, well, I'll just say that my eyes happened to be in the right place at the right time. Oh, scoop Oh, so I don't know if she tried to intimidate you or nothing, but honestly, I don't trust that woman farther than I can skip a stone on the creek. Well, you know, you should know. She didn't try to intimidate me. She was willing to. She was willing to let bygones be bygones, and for that, I'm grateful. For this, I also am. Uh, we burned that file, so. This is great. No, you're welcome to burn that one, too. I promise you I hadn't peeked any more than confirmation that your name's on there. Thank you. Meanwhile, Joseph's son, well, he won't be humiliated, neither will his father. After all, you gotta let a father grieve for what's happened in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you knew that, but... And try not to say too much, but, uh... The reason why I asked you here tonight, the reason why I wanted to help Joseph, I finally clued on to what Tab was holding on to him. Joseph is a stand-up fellow. Not a, not a, not a sour back on his rap sheet but he had a son his name was jacob he was a kind fellow i knew him for a time but he always did struggle with um i don't know if you ever heard of the stuff called mist i have suffice to say the vases of the spirit ward can claim many and a couple years back his son uh well, his son did a number of shameful things that uh, I think I would blame mostly on the substance that he was taken, but in the end, it resulted him thinking that he was going on a sunset walk on a beach when he really was stepping off a tier of the city. Here goes. It's horrible. What was in the folder was uh, evidence. Evidence that his son was, well, as they were, would phrase it in the unsavory media, trash, deadbeat, would have been a scandal. It would have been a, it would have been a defilement against the dead, and I know that the, him losing his son was hard enough on him. In fact, I kind of ran the newspaper on my own till he was ready to take it up, and since then the newspaper's been 
the closest thing he's ever had to a family. Though sometimes I wonder if it's the newspaper or if it's just me. But regardless, you did you did an honest man a big favor tonight. You did me a favor tonight, and this thing right there that that was just me that was just me apologizing for getting tangled up with Gloria. And I know she might speak sweet words and she might be telling you that she's really your friend in all of this, but I would caution you heavily about working with her again. Because if she's not looking to screw you over now, it's just because she's got maybe bigger plans for you. And not the good one. Not the mutually beneficial kind that, well, I've always seen you as an honest businessman. And frankly, the one paragraph I read in that dossier of yours said that you were an honest businessman yourself. It's your uh, associate, your manager who was in bed with the wrong people. I'm going to give that a look myself and see what that has to offer. Yeah. But you're an honest man and, it and a good man, Scoop. You're doing, doing those things for your boss, of course. your friend, and helping me out. Thank you. Of course. But you see that as he does that, he pulls out one more folder and he looks down at it. Eliwick, I'll come find you. He'll tuck it under his shoulder and walk into the night. Who did he say will come find me? He said Eliwick. Eliwick. I'll come find you. As he looks down at the folder. Like he like opened it up and looked at like one picture that was like marked basically at the calendar eight years ago. Mm. Basically just sort of showing like a destroyed or, or just like a sketch or reports of like a, a a row in the Starlight District that experienced some sort of attack or natural disaster or something like that. Some sort of urban disaster. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he walks off, chasing some lead to his own past in the city. <sighs> Where's the nearest hospital? Do I know where the nearest hospital is? Um, I mean, there's plenty of medical wards around there. You could always go back. Jack's place. There's probably, like, clinics up here, but they're going to be really expensive. Yeah. Um, but I also think the plan was you guys were going to meet Soup and Yendon back at their place. Okay. No, that's true. We can head there, then. All right, so you're going to make your way back towards there. And yeah, you've got the dot. You've got Mr. Lloyd Tab's, the majority of Mr. Lloyd Tab's dossier, which is like a heavy volume that thick mm. um, on you, Sky. And there was a lot of juicy secrets in there. Mm-hmm. But as, as we pan out of here, Sky, you carry the dossier in your bag and you can't help but feel the weight it places on your shoulders and the target it places on your back. But you've had targets on your backs, and you've had plenty of burdens to carry before. What's one more? What's one more enemy out there? In a corrupt world? In a city that never rests, never sleeps, never turns out the lights? We pan out as Hugo and Sky part ways in the city of a million lights. Mission accomplished? I think so. But with more in store. See you next week. And be sure to tune in to Electroval. I pass it to pre-recorded Greg. You have been listening to Electroval, as featured on Dice Carnival. We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. And lastly, remember to bury the hatchet, lest it comes back wielded by an unburied ghost. Hey there, you still listening? I really need to get this recording button fixed. But while you're still listening, I've got a a small favor to ask of you. 
If you're enjoying Electrovol, if this is the type of show that you'd want to tell a friend about, a family member, your boss, really anyone honestly, we, we'd appreciate it if you gave us a hand. Tell them how much there's this cool show out there with all these, uh, these fools playing Dungeons and Dragons, trying to solve a mystery and being all sort of silly and noir about it. Because, you know, the more people you hear about it, the more feedback we get back, the more it helps us find and retain sponsorships. Really, the best thing that you could do to help us out would just be to tell other folks about us. Uh, but no pressure. You know, I'll just still be here. And, uh, you're awesome no matter what. Alright. I'm gonna stop this over. I, I don't actually have a button. I don't even have a, a studio. I'm just... Uh, it's just a bit. Where's the imaginary stop button on me?